Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. And joining me today is a young man named Martin Palomars, who reached out to me uh, on Twitter as, uh, as another another one of these shows where somebody's just reached out and started discussing ideas. And we got down a rabbit hole of, of how to market, I guess, is the we got to find a better word to use, I suppose, but how to market Bitcoin to, to more people and how to get more people looking at it closer and what terminology can we use. And I, I was really interested in this conversation because Martin comes from a background of, of working with big companies and how they kind of mind map and, uh, you know, hone in their message. And he's worked with huge companies, actually, as you'll find out. Um, this one takes a turn as well. You're going to really enjoy it. Um, he definitely uh, leaves me a little bit speechless halfway through this. So uh, I hope you stick around and uh, enjoy this episode. Thanks, mate, for, for reaching out and for being brave and for coming on and, uh, and doing this and helping uh, us try and understand how we can frame it in a, in a better way. So let's get into it. Really enjoyed uh, this chat. And before we do, of course... Uh, I want to give a shill to CoinFloor uh, in the UK, Bitcoin-only exchange. That's coinfloor.co.uk forward slash Bitten. That's B-I-T-T-E-N. You can go start stacking your sats at a safe exchange that has a fully audit monthly only exchange in the world that does that. And as said, Bitcoin-only exchange. They will help you with customer service and education around Bitcoin. And if you're across the pond in the US, the swan flies and lands in all 50 states. That's swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. And they have you covered. You can go start stacking sats with these guys or you can smash by as well if you want. They've got a load of cool features coming out. They're always looking for the next uh, idea they're a really fun company. They're a great bunch of Bitcoiners. Just go check out their homepage. Just look at the team they've built. And again, they're all about education and they're Bitcoiner only. And I just think it's it's great that I've got to know many of the guys there as well. So both those companies, thanks so much. Thanks, Adam, at Adam Woodhams One for putting this together. And to Jim Reaper Music for the website. That's once-bitten.com. Enjoy this catch you after the show thanks guys all right well uh welcoming to the show today martin palomas martin so great to uh meet you and thank you for taking the time to come on the show today pleasure thank you so much i'm excited to be here today really been waiting for it for a long time so lauren is here as usual and we have big sister caitlin as well <laughs> waiting to ask a few questions so Hi, lauren, guys. Hi, guys. Make sure you speak Hi. directly into the microphone. Yep. 
<laughs> okay, so my question is, what do you do? Oh, that's a very good one. Um, well, it's getting easier and easier. Before, like uh, three, four years ago, my parents still didn't know really what I was doing. Um, but I think <laughs> I would answer today with what I'm trying to do is to make businesses to listen to their customers more or better. So what I'm trying to do is to make them, as we call it, customer centric. So instead of doing a lot of processes and, uh, you know, counting money, I'm thinking about like, how can a big business like, say, Adidas, for instance, uh, think about their customers better and, and do products that their customers truly love and like and hopefully buy. So that's what I do. Now that is a cool thing. It's kind of like debate club, but not at the same time because you're like debating about um, what did the customers yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what what I find, well, and Martin would probably agree with this. What what's happened over the last probably since 1971, but that's a whole different thing, is that <laughs> companies companies have stopped listening to their customers, which is very bad. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. They forget about the most essential part, right? Actually, the people out there who truly like and, and hopefully buy or, or, you know, don't buy. That's also another interesting reason. Why don't they buy something? So uh, we help them to, to through coaching and also delivering software to, to their, their sort of uh, organizations to be more focused on their customers. So I talk to a lot of, I talk to, I talk to a lot of people in different businesses and, and, and yeah, industries. So that's what I do. That's cool. Now it's time for Caitlin. Okay. Mm. Caitlin's, Caitlin's question. Thank do you. you have any, do you have any questions related to Martin's business? Oh, me? Yeah. Um, I, no, I wanted to ask why you decided to, to contact my, my dad. Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a good question. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it still surprises these guys that, that people actually listen to the show and, and reach out and want to have discussions. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I, I really like the way uh, Daniel's podcast is, is uh, hosted and also you guys, of course, being there. Um I find the topics being discussed very, very interesting as well. And and I thought, like, what could happen if I, with my point of view on things, looking at, like, the customer, the user of, say, for instance, Bitcoin, um, would would add any value to, to the discussion so far that has been held? Uh, because I think it has been touched slightly but maybe not entirely in the same way i would maybe frame it so i was thinking like maybe there is a little angle that i could contribute with uh through my through my uh, you know passion in life to make things more more sort of focused about the, the end user or the customer so i reached out and uh, now here i am <laughs> now we just have to clarify i think you're crossing a bridge between two passions your, your passion to help businesses understand their marketplace or people uh, you know connect with a user experience, and of course, Bitcoin. Of course, of course. No, I mean, <laughs> you you need to know a little bit about both, I think, to to uh, to contribute. And of course, I think I think uh, Bitcoin or crypto in general is is a fascinating place. So, you know, 
a whole new place being decentralized, right? So not being, you know, steered by one big business or one sort of headquarter somewhere in some city or part of the world, but rather spread all over the world in a whole new way. And that fascinates me. So, you know, how do you combine those two? We'll see where, where we end up tonight. <laughs> now, before before you you uh, you girls leave, Martin has worked with. I hope I'm not doxing you here, but you. I know you've worked with some very very big companies within the the space and helping them connect with their customers. You've mentioned Adidas. I think that is one of your previous. Or- yeah, lo- long long time ago. It was in uh, 2008 2009. Yes, I have been helping Adidas on on on. I've been to their headquarters. I've seen one of the first ever shoes made by Adi Dassler, who is obviously the founder of Adidas. Yeah. Do you know why there are three stripes on an Adidas shoe, by the way? No. He he actually created those little leather stripes on the shoe to actually make the shoe more supportive of the foot. So it actually is a story behind it. It's not just a design thing. It's it's actually making... Back then, the leather was not so sturdy. So by adding those three stripes, the shoe became stronger. That's the story behind it. Now, that's just smart. That, that's really interesting. That smart There you go, Martin. Get back in touch with Adidas. There's a whole new campaign you can launch here because I got two young daughters. I, actually, I've got three young daughters that love that brand. And one son, Mike, doesn't really. No, he but there is there is another there is another fun story to it. Do you know that Adi Dassler also had a brother? I don't think, sadly, don't know the name of him. But uh, they couldn't get along, so they start fighting. And the brother said, "Like, okay, I'll beat you in this." And he founded a company, and that became Puma. So he he uh, had on yeah. There is a small little village in 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 Germany. Uh, and and that little village hosts two companies, Adidas and Puma, and they are on on each side of a little village or a river. And and yeah, that's that's the story behind it. So they they really knew their their thing, those two. But they fell out, and they had a big feud. And, well, I yeah. hope my arguments with Sophia end like that. Oh, you you're putting money in front of a. Uh, uh... You, you're valuing money in front of a relationship. Oh, definitely. Oh my God! You, you, these guys are—you're you, not even—you're not even close to the rabbit hole of Bitcoin. Oh my God! Right, off the podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Sleep well, guys. Good night. Good talking to you. Thank you, mate. Let's... Pleasure, pleasure. Um, it's funny with kids; they always ask very straightforward questions. You never know what's coming. <laughs> you never know what's coming. <laughs> that that is for real. Yeah, some of the some of the crap that goes down at dinner time. Oh my god, Lauren's uh, Lauren's actual nickname is misinformation. Oh really? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you do you remember oh, the, all the uh, the Mister Men books? Like you know, Little Miss. Um, like Mr. Happy, Mr. Tickle, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Little yeah. Miss Chatterbox. We call her Little Miss Information because like it's all we ever get complete misinformation. Like, oh my god! Like you're tying me up but, in knots with what you're trying to tell, get across here. But you know, yeah, but I, you know, nine. I think, 
you know, before we head straight into it, I think the mindset of a child or a kid is great because they're so pure and they really, truly dare asking anything that they don't understand. And, you know, their favorite question is why? Why is it like this? You know, um, and and they they just don't, you know, are they are not afraid of, of, of being straightforward and, and also showing that they don't understand, you know, and, and the, the more the time progresses, obviously, we, we as grown-ups, we get sort of shaped into some kind of behavior where we where we don't dare doing those kind of things oh you've just opened a rabbit hole oh my god we're not even two seconds into this (laughs) where okay how how do we lose the ability to ask the question why um good one very good one um i think it's a hard question i think it's the hardest question to to um uh, answer because it doesn't know not necessarily have a black and white yes or no answer um you 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 need to truly be curious and and uh want to learn the the reason behind something um why things happen the way they happen for instance or why why people behave the way they do um and some people just don't bother having those kind of mindset or focus they just want to you know they're satisfied with the what, maybe the how as well. It's um, it's really yeah. interesting because I many listeners might know where I'm going to go here. So apologies if I get into a bit of a rant. But kids, I've been around kids, right? I've got four of my own. They ask why like motherfuckers in the very, very early years to the point where it drives you crazy. And any parent will know this. Like, it's just oh, yeah. completely, I, I, it drives you nuts. Uh, and I, I once read, uh, when we, so we took our kids out of school and we started traveling the world with them. We, you know, spent two and a half years traveling the world with them. And within the first, so I went from corporate, 18-year career, working like um, from 6.30 a.m. till 5.30 p.m., never leaving the desk, never being around my kids, never being around my family, to being around my wife and my kids 24-7 in stressful situations because we were bouncing between countries and we had no idea where accommodation would be the week after because we were doing it via the sharing economy and home swapping. And you, uh, I remember reading a blog post that somebody, somebody had read, uh, had written, excuse me, something along the lines of, Children on average ask about 400 questions a day. I was reading that and thinking, this fucking guy, he gave up (laughs) after half an hour and extrapolated that. Because I'm telling you right now, there's way, way more, way more questions. Why this? Why that? Why? 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 To everything. And of course, that gets knocked out of us at a very early age as soon as we enter a state schooling system. It's sit down, shut up, don't ask any questions, don't challenge, don't ask why, just be quiet, just learn from this book. And it's unbelievable the damage that has on society. I couldn't imagine where society would be if we'd have just been left alone to follow our natural bent and learn at our own pace, not somebody else's and not some nationalistic curriculum. So it's... And, you know, we, we stopped asking why. And this, yeah, is, this no, leads I, perfectly into Bitcoin. You know, why? <laughs> like, why this financial it, it, system? 
I, I do I do connect with that. I mean, I, I at school actually, funny enough, elementary school when I was was uh, many many years back, I was always annoying my teachers with the questions why why is this this way that way and so forth. And I, I being young, I didn't understand how much annoyance that could create actually. Um, and and uh, somehow that is something that has followed me through you know life. And and I have always tried to keep a very sort of curious mindset to almost anything, you know. Uh, of course, there's some things that that uh, you know I don't ask the question why about every time, but uh, it's, it's it's a fascinating thing because I I believe personally that the day I don't learn something new is a, is a day lost almost. And um, I try to approach things like that, and and you know when I actually came. Uh, go to bed and realize actually I, I found out something new today that I didn't know about. I think that's a fascinating thing. That's a gift to have. Um, so yeah, with that mindset, you 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 obviously and end up in one or the other day start to ask why about you know Bitcoin and so forth. And yeah, <laughs> what a rabbit hole it is, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> you know, but most people who I have met and I have been trying to 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 share this this why. Uh, approach don't really bother they they find it pretty complicated and you know say yeah but it's good as it is isn't it why why do we need something else and yeah <laughs> then it's very hard to to formulate that that you know train of thought to someone who who doesn't have that curiosity yet because they might need some kind of pivotal moment in life that that truly shakes them up a little bit to to start having that curiosity maybe yeah so we we all need different things to 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 sort of open our eyes a little bit or mindset yeah the question becomes the, the question becomes you know why are you trying to make me think why are you challenging to make me think you know i've just done... there is there is a great saying that people hate to change but they love to change others which is so, very difficult yeah. Is very difficult to to to. That's interesting. And I mean, I guess one, that... one of one of sorry, uh, one of my experiences, without any doubt, to to that I've noticed in in my sort of work and so forth is one of the biggest biggest challenges is actually to to have people change behavior, and behavior is something that you do subconsciously rather than thinking about it, you know, uh, actively. So if if you there's a saying, another saying, it's like if you do something for 60 days straight every day, um, after the you know 61st day, it is a behavior. You almost you do it as 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 you know, drinking water every day, I guess, without thinking about it. But to get people into that mindset and new behavior is 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 hard, especially if if that that need doesn't come from within, but rather from outside. Yeah. Yes, it's very difficult to to change behaviors and almost impossible to yeah it's it's very difficult to change yourself almost impossible to change others right and this is the fight that us as bitcoiners face daily because we're coming from this standpoint that holy shit we've seen something and if only you could see what we could see and this is how you could see it. 
and this is where it ties into everything that you've been doing in your professional career. It's like, how, how do you help people see the unseen and coach them through the, 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 just taking those first initial steps, which are so... Well, I mean, well, that, this, is, this is so interesting because one, one thing that get me thinking a lot is that uh, think crypto or Bitcoin is a decentralized or wants to be a decentralized uh, uh, you know platform system whatever we call it right uh, asset I think that's a good one uh, as well that it's definitely not a currency I've learned that uh, lately it was a great great aha moment but anyway I mean it's it's decentralized versus a company organization that is always centralized right uh, and normally in my in my profession what what i've noticed is like again it's a pivotal moment where where things start to to come to a point where it requires some kind of change for a business that say okay this whatever we're doing doesn't work anymore so there is some kind of person at a higher instance who says okay we truly need to change we need to be i don't know more profitable we will need to be saving costs etc but really have that that momentum that decision power to actually enforce change and therefore people start to okay look at alternatives to what they are doing at this moment one of the the ways today which is due to of course transparency and 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 having the voice to to the to the mainstream people uh through internet and 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 you know digital connectivity forces big corporations to to be much more open-minded towards what actually is said about them uh, previously when when there was just mainstream media and and people could buy themselves a voice they didn't care that much because you know they could just say to everyone whatever they wanted and they the people didn't have the power to actually connect with each other and exchange true opinions about what they actually thought about whoever you know they they were exposed to um but nowadays, obviously, that has changed, uh, and and that forces some, you know, most companies to 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 reflect about okay, what are people actually telling or saying about us? Um, now, therefore, there is this momentum, that's decision power. But if you're decentralized, who is in charge? Who who makes that change? Who who makes that that decision? You know, yeah which also is therefore a disadvantage and an advantage at the same time. So I was a little bit thinking about that to, to see you and think about how, how could that look like? Yeah. It's a great point because so many of us come from, well, every single one of us comes from the legacy financial system. And we're so used to hearing about X company or Y company. And then, you know, who, that founder is or who that CEO is and you know they're the heroes of the day and that is a truly centralized business because it's down to that one person so and this is what I struggled with very very early in the, in the beginning and is you know what do you mean there's this mysterious software developer founder group of people person man woman that nobody knows about that I can't research. I can't do a LinkedIn. Yeah. I can't figure out who they are, what their past is. Um, and that's what led me more down the route of um, a few of the, the altcoins, shit coins where I could grab hold of somebody and I could research them and I could be right. Okay. They seem to know what they're talking about, but 
yeah, like this, this is something completely different. And this is probably hurdle number one, barrier number one that, that people, well, I don't know because you, you've sent me this amazing graphic and hopefully when we come to dropping this episode, you've got two amazing graphics becoming a Bitcoiner and you've got all these touch points, this beautiful circle and all these touch points of how you see the journey uh, mapping out for somebody. Uh, and when they first experience it, actually, before we before we dive into that and, and start unpackaging yeah. this and try and tying it back to your 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 marketing career and, and how you've coached you know huge huge businesses to think more about user experience and whatever else, how did you get a glimpse of the rabbit hole? What was what led you there, and what what tripped you into it? Uh, good question. Um, I I have um, something that really fascinates me is is systems and, and people. Uh, I think systems are are something that are are you know controlling us way more than we think. Uh, a system is something that obviously is created by us humans, and 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 we we don't question systems that much. Uh, but they are uh, everywhere in many different forms and shapes. And I've always been looking at what if, again, the why question, why does it have to look the way it does? And what are the alternatives to, to uh, how we live and what we do? Um, I, I, you know, when I was younger, I also was interested in, in trading stocks and so forth, um, looking at, at uh, you know, what, what could you do with your, your financial assets and so forth? Um, and I was, um, you know, introduced by, by an old friend of mine, uh, you know, when I was uh, starting my career about gold as well, like a hard asset. I actually got in touch with Austrian economics fairly early um, and questioned about, you know, maybe not per se inflation uh, as, a, as a sort of something that is there in your face but i remember very well back in the days when my parents bought a house uh, in the uh, mid 80s they paid 18 and a half percent interest on their mortgage that's a lot of money and now obviously you you don't pay any interest whatsoever and i was like that got me thinking you know why is that? How, how does the system look like? And and I also studied economics uh, at the university. I actually hated it, <laughs> the numbers crunching stuff and the micro or microeconomics. But macroeconomics was really interesting. So I've always been you know curious about how it, how the financial world uh, works and looks like. And funny enough, I was I was exposed to Bitcoin in 2015, I think it was. Um, but I not per se by anyone, but rather through my curiosity to just read about stuff. But back then you heard about it more about like the Silk Road and, and you know, the, the, the shady parts of, of, of the, 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 the crypto world. And I, I sort of made a U-turn. I, I read about it and I felt like, OK, this this might be something, but uh, it feels very, very strange and weird to me. And, and I was not so much into the technology yet. Uh, I, I mean, I've been out very much into the internet technology. I was, you know, discovered internet in 1994 already. I had like the, the privilege to sit with Mosaic and Netscape 1.0. And I thought like, whoa, this, this is definitely the future. Uh, I was so excited when you, when you could start talking to each other with Mirk and so forth. 
but I really never made that connection with with Bitcoin when I saw it for the first time. Um, and I left it alone for 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 some time, till I think it was late 2016 when I started to really truly read about it, not from a uh, financial investment point of view, but rather more as a as a what is the centralized uh, you know currency? What what does it do? What can it do? And I actually discovered it through the Tim Ferriss show. I think the first long podcast I was hearing was when Tim Ferriss invited Nick Chasbo uh, to one of his his uh, podcasts, and they went through it for. Um, yeah, something like two, two and a half hours long. And they started talking about what is money and, you know, the whole sort of train of thought. And and I got really like a quick introduction to everything I had been experiencing and reading beforehand, now through the lens of crypto and so forth. And I was like, okay, uh, this is fascinating. And from there on, I have been more or less very much sort of studying the 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 sort of the mindset, the, the, the technology, of course. Uh, I've been also definitely very much looking into not only Bitcoin, but also other other sort of uh, shit coins, altcoins, whatever you want to call them. Uh, there are some good ones out there as well that I think uh, can can have very much positive impact on, on, on society moving forward in the future as well. So that's a little bit my story, I think. That's uh, yeah, that's awesome. the The Tim Ferriss podcast, I know it well. I've listened to it at least two or three times myself, and it helped me shape my thinking. And it helped me also onboard at least one friend I can think of. We were on holiday together in in Thailand as as families, and I said, "Mate, you've just got to walk the beach and listen to this for the next." two and a half hours just get this into you and yeah sure enough after that he he came back and we, we had an account set up and we were we were away with uh with onboarding him so uh that that actual episode was with uh yeah nick zabo and uh naval ravikant yeah that's true naval yeah of course yeah. naval yeah an incredible a- thinker of everything not just bitcoin yeah yeah. No, and of course, you know, then there's the, the sort of mi- mystical background of Satoshi, of course. Who is he or they? Uh, you know, I, there is always a good, good question. We we were um, uh, making a, a great campaign once for for Intel and Asus, and and ended up in a in a in a slogan that was called "In Search of Incredible," which is uh, the slogan of Asus nowadays. And one of the the questions were like. If you would sit on a long haul flight with someone, who would you like to sit next to and, and, and have a discussion, right? You know, back back in the days before I, I discovered Bitcoin, I would, you know, I don't know who I would talk to, some kind of fancy personality from, from you know, Genghis Khan or, 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 or Caesar maybe or something like that. But today, without any single doubt, I would, of course, uh, you know, try to sit down next to Satoshi and tap his brain really how 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 did the white paper come to life in in your mind and and what did you know uh, or how did your brain waves go to to actually create this because it's so many elements that are just so fascinatingly well designed i mean talking about being a design thinker which i i would say i i am and i would love to 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 have more people being in the in the in our world but that is a true fascinating you know, design 
uh, in, in its core. I mean, to design something like he did, of course, it was refined over time uh, a little bit. He was still around for a while, right? But but still, to design the core idea that has sort of stood its ground in such a way, and it's not only standing its ground, it's actually, you know, prospering in a very, very fascinating way um, from day one. I mean, where, where did he get his research? I mean, what is his background in a sense, or sorry, I'm there, his, she, it doesn't necessarily have to be a he. Um, how, how did that, that is to me a very, very fascinating, you know, aspect that I don't know if we will ever get an answer of. I don't know even if we want to get an answer because then we would know who it is. Yeah, it's one of those, um, it's one of those secrets, I think, as Bitcoiners, you know, the legend will always live and be much greater to the, the whole community and, and everybody, you know, entering this space if they or he or she were to remain anonymous. So if you're listening, if you're listening to Satoshi. Another aspect is what, what would happen if we would find out, right? Mm. Uh, would that change things? I don't know. Hundred percent. And you turn immediately, uh, because now all of a sudden you have a central point of failure, and this is the whole, the backbone, I I believe of, of of Bitcoin that you don't have this central point of failure. Yeah, but would would okay? So philosophy here then. Mm-hmm. Uh, would would the resurfacing of Satoshi actually make Bitcoin more centralized? I mean. It is a system that, you know, you can't more or less shut down, right? I mean, even if he would be there or not be there, I mean, the system would still work the way it does because we as this is humanity... True. Yeah, this is true. It's not like people are going to shut down their nodes just because Satoshi has revealed him or her or themselves. You know, the, 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 the miners aren't just going to throw arms up in the air and say, right, we know who you are now and like throw this down. And besides, it's Craig Wright I mean, anyway, right? So we, we know who he is. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look what the price has done. So I, I have never I've never heard that 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 sort of angle, by the way. If like what could actually be a threat to, to Bitcoin? I mean, and and anyone saying, yeah, resurfacing of Satoshi would be one of those. I don't know. Would even be or she that. or they would would they even be a central point of failure right now? Because if they say, yeah, hey, I'm Satoshi and the feds come and arrest you. Meh. But why would they? Ha, ha, has yeah. he, she, they, it made a crime? No. To be arrested? No. So Satoshi, you can unhood yourself. <laughs> you heard it. Still a scary thought, isn't it? It is. Um, you mentioned design thinking there, and this is what I want to dive right into sure like get deep in this rabbit hole because you you're clearly coming at this from a philosophical angle and you've done you know this is what your whole career is 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 built around is design thinking and psychology of of people and how you you've you've already mentioned two huge firms that you've you've already helped in, in this area and I'm sure you've got many more so what is design thinking to you and how do you try and explain that to potential customers that are coming to you for, for help? 
It's a good question. I mean, what what it normally does is is um, when you try to solve a problem, because that you know, biz, running a business is about running uh, managing risk simply, you know, one or other way. And what you try to do is outperform your competition. Uh, you can you can have many different ways of doing that, of course. But um, one of the main key way of, of winning, obviously, is to satisfy you know your 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 customers' needs in the best possible way, either by being you know have great product services and so forth, uh, or have a great price positioning brand. I mean, I normally say, what is a brand? A brand is what actually people say about you when you have left the room. Right, it's not about what you actually say yourself, but actually what people say about you, who you are, when you're not around, because that's the op- open, honest opinion. What 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 people you know think about you. So a design thinker thinks and and acts more on like how to satisfy people's true needs, um, and you know a customer or a user can be anyone. I mean, it uh, we're we're helping uh, businesses such as, uh, for instance. Randstad. I don't know if you know Randstad. It's one of the biggest sort of recruitment companies in the world, um, and they are actually a marketplace. They are uh, helping, uh, you know, big businesses, corporations to actually place great people within their company, uh, temp workers or permanent workers, con- high, you know, high-end consultants or or you know, lower educated people. Doesn't matter. That's what they do, and. Their customers, Ransat's customers, are both the clients that actually want to have people being placed in their company or people who apply for a job. Now, when you approach a, a, such a problem or a solution uh, for, for Ransat, it's like, okay, we, we need to truly understand what are the needs of, of your, your customers or users. And they can be then both the clients and also the talents that are applying for a job. And we look at their sort of behavior, needs, and 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 we call it jobs to be done. So why do you hire Randstad for and not hire someone else for, for getting some whatever job you want to uh, get done? And we, we, we map their sort of, we call it customer journey through journey maps, um, which is sort of a, a sort of visual representation of all the different experiences, uh, actions that they do and create to, to, to get somewhere from A to B. For instance, so what are all the different steps you need to do to to get a job? For instance, for a person who has just left university, <laughs> talking about education, right? You can of course be self-educated and read everything about uh, you know whatever topic you're fascinated about online, and 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 get your your uh, certificate that way. But anyway, so and and what do you do? Um, and and by doing that, you you understand that there are some you know obvious pain points or needs and so forth that that these individuals might have that maybe the business not necessarily thinks about because they're busy with you know running their business and being as profitable as possible um, and therefore they are blinded almost by by those kind of specific topics that this uh, customer or user might might be exposed to um, and might may actually choose another you know, solution instead of that company's solution, Ransat in this case. So by mapping the journey or experience that this this customer or user has, we we learn quickly what what the uh, true issues might be that actually can, if addressed correctly, be um, driving actually business for for a company that would hire us, like Ransat does, for instance. 
And there are, of course, different mythologies to do so. I mean, there there is, um, you know, you've surely heard about Google Sprints. Uh, there is another one that uh, a very famous design agency or uh, design thinking agency, IDEO, in the U.S. has created what is called Double Diamond, which we use a lot as well. Um, can refer to those uh, and and maybe give it in the in the links later on to see what if people can 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 study them if they're interested. But you know what we then do is we simply place the customer at the center of 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 the business that we're helping so it, you can think about it like we place an empty chair in the in the sort of boardroom of a business and the, the empty chair is actually whenever they they ask a question filled with a customer with a voice about okay this is how i experience you this is what i would need this is what i like about you what i don't like about you and we make that information very visible and tangible so people can very easily make decisions about what they should do next and why. Again, it's the question why. So we are drowning in in, in data nowadays. Uh, you know, we as we as businesses, we 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 extract a lot of big data uh, that actually show almost everything, right? It's like a snail trade that everyone is leaving behind based on their interactions with whatever, right? As long as it's digital, more or less, it creates data. Um, but funny enough, big data only tells you about what has happened. It looks actually at the past. It's it's what actions you have made that that sort of creates data patterns. Of course, with really really good AI, you can start to mine. Talking about mining as well, right? Uh, insights about okay, if we see these patterns through big data, we we know that these and these events happen and why they might happen. But the true reason of who is the individual that made these decisions and, and the behavior they have uh, is, is not quite known through big data. And, and we actually look at, at, we call it small data, where we really go into depth of, of, of the customer and their needs and the pain points. And that actually determines people's behavior more in detail. And by knowing both the small data and the big data, then the people in, in, in charge of a big business truly knows what to do next and why they should do what they should do next. And that is a little bit, I would say maybe a long sales pitch uh, that can be shortened, <laughs> but, but, you know, <laughs> that's what we do. We, we bring, we bring that, 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 you know, why do people do what they do uh, in, in front of, of decision makers across uh, different companies? And this is really how we we tie this all into into bitcoin and how you and why you back to why why you reached out to me uh, in the first place because you wanted to brainstorm about how is it we as bitcoiners individual bitcoiners or, or educators content creators whatever you know that the the biggest challenge we face is trying to help people across the line and see what we see yeah yeah so this design thinking concept, I think, is pretty amazing. And obviously, we've had the big debate on Twitter between certain accounts about uh, Bitcoin marketing and you know how to market Bitcoin and you know yeah. we you, we shouldn't have to Bitcoin markets itself and whatever you know. But at the end of the day, individual Bitcoiners want to onboard as many of their friends and families as they possibly can, and 
we are constantly faced with this pushback. So yeah. I want to go through a design thinking concept with you that might help a few people listening to this kind of unlock their families. And like this graphic that you've sent through, that there's there's a lot of touch points. And so you have like the first section, discovering Bitcoin and then understanding Bitcoin, purchasing Bitcoin, owning Bitcoin, and then becoming uh, an ambassador. And that is like the full loop. If we as a community, as individuals, can just speed that loop up, even yeah, by a matter I mean, of weeks, you know, we're doing a great job. But um, so how do you go around thinking it, th thinking about design thinking and becoming a Bitcoiner? All right. So stop me if I get, if it takes too long. Uh, no, but, we so, feel the passion. <laughs> <laughs> look, what, what we, what we uh, as design thinkers always look at first is, is we call it personas. So like we, we look at, people um, and, and try to see what, what kind of, of, of things they have in common with each other. It normally is a type of mindset um, it's, it's that drives behavior and, 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 and steers you to act in specific kind of ways, the decisions you make. So very simply thinking, you could, you could, let's for the sake of exercise, have four different personas for Bitcoin or any kind of business, but now topic is Bitcoin. So what you can think about, like you can, if we take the four of them, you can later on see them in, in the, the, the visuals we will share afterwards. We can give them some names as well for make of simplicity. It's like you can have them on, on two axes. So if you have the, the, the say, the vertical axis, we'll st start with that one. On the top, top uh, point, you have like, say, a person who knows why Bitcoin is truly, uh, you know, world changing they really know the, the the why behind it on the opposite side of that that axis on the vertical axis you have someone who doesn't understand why um, bitcoin is is can change the world so you have high why uh, low why say on the horizontal axis then you have uh, uh, um, you know differentiating people by understanding how for instance, to use Bitcoin or how to purchase it, how to own it, how to store it and so forth, right? So what you then have is, is more or less four personas. So you could say, for instance, we have like, I would say you would be a person with a very high why and a very high how. So you definitely know why Bitcoin matters and you also know how to go about getting Bitcoin, how to... You know, you can even promote it to others. You can explain it to people who, who probably are in doubt. So you could say you would be the ideal customer, Bitcoin customer, if you would now be, Bitcoin would be a company, right? On the opposite side, so the total opposite to you, Daniel, would be probably my parents <laughs> who have very low why knowledge uh about why bitcoin matters and they have no clue how to deal with it right. so they are in this case newbies they have they, they would be the very very bad customer of bitcoin because they require a lot of of massaging and explaining to actually get get them on board right um another personality who or or, or person who could be the, the the low why would be maybe uh you know people who uh 
have maybe little, very little interest in 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 financial uh, uh, the financial world or investment in general, right? They they would never trade anything, or they are very low tech, uh, have have a very low limited amount of knowledge around technology, and uh, sort of definitely not an early adopter, so to say, if we now talk marketing terms. But then we have people in between. Uh, the 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 yourself uh, or for instance Mr. Sailor or Ropal for instance they are very much I would say the high why high how um, so we have what what could a person that has a you know uh, low why be but a high how well I would argue that that could be someone who is a shitcoin investor or a day trader or the Lambo trader right they don't give that much care about the big picture or the, the sort of change of the world sort of mission that Bitcoin maybe is, but they just know how to trade and how to how to get their hands on, on it or even maybe never moves away from the exchange, but they, they have the how skills. Um, another personality that could maybe be very much into, into you know, high how, uh, low why, sorry about this, Peter Schiff, who is into gold but doesn't <laughs> care about Bitcoin much, <laughs> for instance, or or Mnuchin, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, could be could be alternative uh, individuals, and then we have the high why, uh, and and the low how. Um, okay, who could those guys be? Well, you know, for instance, uh, sadly, there might be a lot of people out there in the world who would like to to get their hands on 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 Bitcoin, but they can't due to regulations, uh, governments that don't appreciate it that much, or they maybe don't have the access, they don't have maybe the money, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They don't maybe have that yet the technical skills and so forth. So, okay, so a lot of rambling now, but all those four different personas have obviously different sort of experiences and customer journeys around the product or solution being Bitcoin in this case, right? So. A person who who can uh, truly be in charge and control all the different steps of owning a Bitcoin or, or or capturing it, buying it, holding it, and so forth, stacking as you call it, they are really comfortable with it, and they have almost no questions about you know uh, things because they have figured it out. But if you talk in your from your perspective of who you are and what your knowledge you possess to someone who has a different perspective on things. You talk normally in a different way, so you use terminologies or you're answering questions to them that they might not think about or yet have found you know, out about, right? They, they are on a way, way lower level, so to say. So you need to stimulate them or, or help them in, in, in their sort of struggles and their sort of needs and pains that they might have or maybe have not yet discovered. And that is something you do with personas and design thinking. You place yourself in the mindset of these individuals and then create solutions for them based on who they are in their situation or mindset. Because once the, the personas who you have identified, they are there, they, they stick. The personas never change, but people travel across personas. So Sailor, for instance, if we now use him, hello, if you listen, <laughs> he, he has been traveling from being... Let me see now. He was a very high how person, but he didn't get the why. Right? He was into definitely, you know, he definitely knows how to trade, how to how to make a very, very healthy business, but he didn't believe in Bitcoin 
as an asset. Now he's one of the biggest sort of promoter and, and ambassadors of it because he has moved from being one persona to become the other. So he made that journey and he needed a specific amount of stimuli to actually get there. Now, if we would be a centralized company, we would map these and we would start creating solutions for these specific personas with different pain points across their customer journey that we have mapped really nicely in, in our software tool that you can later look at. And then you can identify what kind of solutions might be useful to actually make these individuals move across these different personas. Now, the question is, who does that if there is no centralized you know, entity behind uh, a crypto asset like Bitcoin? So that, that is a fascinating train of thought that we can maybe talk about next. Yes. Now, that's a great, that, that, that was a great spiel. Um, and I, I hope there's a lot of people listening to this. I hope there's a lot of entrepreneurs building services in the Bitcoin space listening to this because this is obviously the biggest challenge that they face. Is like, how do we onboard like Swan, for example, Coinfloor, two of the two of the companies that you know have aligned with my show, are constantly thinking about how do we onboard more customers? How do we reach these demographics? How do we? But it's also an interesting, interesting thought because Swan, for instance, represents Swan as a business. So why should I choose Swan versus I don't know whoever else, right? Um, so that that is also like it it it. Everyone, of course, wants to. There were, I don't remember who said it, but there was someone who said beautifully that if only one person in the whole world would own all the Bitcoin, Bitcoin would be worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Fantastic, fascinating train of thought, right? Yeah. So, what, what? So we, we as, as, as people, if you now believe in this and want this to be successful, of course, want obviously that the more the better, uh, equally distributed and so forth, and 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 embraced. But who is actually the spokesperson? So if Swan, no, no, nothing bad about Swan. No offense there. But if Swan, as we use them as an example, if Swan now talks on behalf of themselves about Bitcoin, people are thinking, the why thinkers at least, like, who are you saying this, being Swan? So who, again, is the spokesperson for being a totally neutral, objective spokes entity for being, you know, the representative of Bitcoin? I think that is on its own a fascinating, you know, uh, train of thought because you always most likely put your own interest first by promoting Bitcoin. Yeah. All right. Now I see the kind of mind struggles that you've been trying to deal with when, you know, applying this to your own business. It's like, how do you take... So... Yeah, you have one of these companies that's promoting Bitcoin. That's great. That's tangible. But there's, you know, behind that is this whole decentralized network. So as as somebody coming in, taking this journey, you're going to cling more to the company and the company's message rather than you are to the why of Bitcoin. 
Well, look, I mean, people, people who maybe okay. So let's let's talk about those guys who who have the 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 skepticism still, right? There, mm-hmm. there are a few out there. I would say a lot. These people are very used to customer support. They 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 want to have someone who hopefully helps them if they made a wrong transaction. Who who are you calling when you rely on this yourself? And there is an entirely decentralized ecosystem that doesn't have a customer support. Of course, Swan has a customer support, but you are using and 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 sort of a, a, a yeah a code. I mean, it's it's all about algorithms and 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 you know very very smart code that that still has not has been proven to be very reliable but what if it isn't what if something happens and who do you call then and i think that is something for many people out there still very very scary and could be one of the reasons why you you maybe consider still not to 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 embrace you know crypto assets um, I mean, there is a great book, uh, Crossing the Chasm. I don't know if you know that one. No. Uh, written written by, um, let me see now. Uh, my memory is, you, you can maybe help me. No, nope. um, it's, it's gone from me as well. But yeah, Crossing the Chasm, I know it. <laughs> and, and, and there you, you talk about like, you know, of course, who, who is the first one to, to jump on the bandwagon? It's normally, if you think about technology, obviously it's just the guys who, who really are geeking about the technology. And I think that is the case definitely with Bitcoin as well. It's like the, the, the hardcore, you know, techies, they were the first ones to, to, to um, you know, obviously invent it, we believe at least, and, and uh, use it. And from there on, you have the early adopters that really truly jump on something because it's it's sort of very visionary it gives them the head start advantage and so forth um and then there is this chasm of nothing and that's where we are right now we're starting hopefully to to reach the more mainstream people but what are they looking for they're looking for comfort security reliability they don't want the kind of unknown scary stuff that that might pop out like like a clown from the box that that that's that's something they really truly want to avoid right especially if we talk about their personal uh, earned money that they might have uh, you know not much of especially in these these scary times so they they might be very reluctant to 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 jump over that chasm and i think again going back to design thinking what helps and moves the early adopters and the techies doesn't necessarily move and help these people who who are still the mainstream. Definitely corporations. I think corporations are even more nervous about making this choice because they they the, you know they have uh, responsibilities and they they you know a decision maker uh, definitely doesn't want to make the wrong decision. And what if they do and something happens? Then their head is on the line. Um, so I think they require this kind of comfort to, 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 to hopefully, you know, invest a little bit and then maybe more and more over time. And I think of course, with the early movers that we now start seeing that hopefully then has a sort of, you know, pulling power towards, towards those who, who are waiting and, and, and considering. Right. Okay, lots to get into there. 
First of all, Jeffrey Moore was the author of the book Crossing the Chasm. And not to be not to be confused with Gordon Moore, who is uh, the of Moore's Law fame. So there was something going on with the Moors back in those days. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, crossing the chasm, and I, I've, I remember talking about this on a show with with Croesus. Like you know how yeah. you know yeah. first of all, I guess the question is first of all, where do you think we are on the bell curve? Are we at that point of crossing the chasm yet, or or are we still at the innovating stage? I mean, do we still have another halving cycle of innovating before we even get to early adopters? Because I mean, we keep saying it, and it's a great big meme on Twitter, but it is very, very true. We are still so early. There's like, I mean, anybody could say anywhere between 0.3 or one percent of the world's population, or even heard about Bitcoin, and here we are, like a 350 billion market cap which is still randomly enough very very tiny in in relative terms to to gold or a bond market or the foreign exchange market or the equity markets where, where do you think uh, as as marketing professionals done design thinking and helped these these huge companies where do you where do you plot us on that bell curve yeah a good one. Um, I I believe that um, we we move across the bell curve quicker and quicker with with the connectivity and technology we 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 have today. I mean, if you connect, there are some some comparisons we we see now with with crypto and and you know email before and internet and so forth. Um, I think. Now we we as humanity is, is so connected and we all are online. I mean, you, you can go anywhere. I think nowadays and people are sort of staring into their mobile phones more, much more than than you know anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in that sense, I think we there are a lot of people being aware of what it is, or or at least in sense of you know the the the, the basics of what it might be. I think. The name Bitcoin is not 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 uh, sort of uh, unknown. Now, when we come back to the personas about the high why and and high how and so forth, I think there are very very few people out there who still have that high why high how knowledge. And I do so believe that. Now the the question is, if if that move can be made fairly quick. You know, again, I think when the when the crowd starts to 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 embrace it, it goes fast. It goes really quick. Um, and of course, there are some parameters that might help about scarcity and so forth. Uh, you know, and people, you know, FOMO, they they want to obviously not lose out and so forth. Uh, even if it might be a small fractional part of even a whole Bitcoin and so forth, but. Uh, I think I think that that can move very quickly, but I think still we are in in we haven't even began crossing the chasm yet. Uh, but we we might be very quick close to to beginning to do so. Um, and I think there there is a there is still a big resistance, or has been a big resistance. Like you know, you hear the big banks uh, not being you know that positive towards. You know a crypto asset and we need to you know again some people just take take them for what they say but some people obviously 
ask the question again, why do you say the, the things you do? Because I think in the path of success of, of a crypto asset, you will also see a lot of damage because software is eating the world. And I think what it does is it software always cuts out middlemen because I think what software is, is very, very good at is two three key things is removing friction. That's one key thing. And, and obviously, uh, you know, making everything accessible very, very, you know, whenever you need it uh, and so forth. Right. So, and a bank can be seen as friction. And obviously a bank doesn't want to be obsolete. So therefore they are doing everything they can to actually not promote it because they know that if they don't change very quickly, and we know that, that those kind of institutions can't change in a one or two days, they are pretty nervous about this. So therefore they're also not maybe per se promoting it. So you also have that resistance that doesn't want people to actually, uh, you know, be successful in discovering crypto. Interesting. We are going to, so when we do meet that point, that true point of crossing the chasm, we're also possibly going to meet like the wall of FUD that I know we've already faced down a great deal of FUD, but you know, those opposing forces, the, 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 the institutions that have seen like the banks, like they know. You know, they know that they this shit know, is yes. coming and that the, the, there's going to be this last stand. Between... So, you know, it's there are so many fundamental things happening at the same time. I mean, the same thing with governments that are, are sort of hinting about or they are not hinting. I think it's pretty straightforward nowadays that they are going to to, you know, create a digital currency, mm-hmm. of whatever, you know, yep. dollar, euro and so forth. And um, I've heard or, or listened to, to good, good podcasts as well. I think on one of yours as well is like, what can that look like, right? Uh, you know, central banks can instantly send uh, their currencies and allocate it in, 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 you know, yours or mine or a company's, uh, you know, bank. Yeah, maybe not bank account again. <laughs> I almost said it's funny, but wallet, right? Whatever that wallet might look like. So there need doesn't need to be a middleman because they have direct access. They have the data. They have the, the ledger to know what's going on. So now in the context of those kind of things, you know, they they are challenging in all different kind of ways. It's not only through through I think Bitcoin. It's it's the whole the whole market is is fundamentally, you know, being disrupted. I mean, they they are facing what what the music industry was facing with Napster, more or less, right? Or or you know, torrent downloads and so forth for the film industry. And still, we have Netflix, so and we pay for it happily, for you know. So again, we don't quite know yet how it will look like. There might surely be some geniuses that come up with you know, really good, good ideas about how, how we run a, a financial business in say 10 years from now that we haven't uh, thought of yet. Yeah. So if you were to engage with a, a Bitcoin company now that was trying to educate the masses, the way I understand it, you'd create, you'd map out like four different personas 
and then I'll go through the why, 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 the five whys of, yeah, uh, and then try and understand well, first, their hows. Well, I, what I would do is to first and foremost, what we normally do is we we bring these customers in and they let, let talk about it themselves, right? So I I am just the sort of a. a how would you call it? The sort of the person who's bringing in the, the method and the the, 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 the stories that they, they come from their customers themselves or the users. What I what I probably would look at is is you know um, what you need to do is to design the solution around the again the, the, the customer the needs of the customer. And I think what 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 it is about is is you know when something becomes technologically boring, it needs to be socially interesting. So what what I think. Right now, many solutions are very technically still advanced. You require a fairly high sort of technical knowledge and 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 to 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 use it, embrace it, own it, you know, securely and so forth. I think when when solutions are becoming so easy that you barely almost don't know that you actually use or own crypto assets, Bitcoin then we start to become you know ready for the mainstream now the question is first and foremost why would you use it without knowing that you use it first and foremost so again the the application of such a such a solution the purpose of it besides of course savings and 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 protecting your wealth uh, but also making it that simple that 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 you don't even need to think about all the kind of things you need to think about today to satisfy the pains and, and frustrations and then maybe the, the worries of, of the most people out there still. I mean, those guys that, that like you and I, um, uh, funny enough, I don't own any Bitcoin, I have to say, by the way, not a single one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> surprise. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, what, what, what do you, what do you, um, Required to 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 make that decision of those that that are already very very known in 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 this space, and I think the guys like Swan and so forth they are satisfying these needs of 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 us. Uh, the question is how do you capture them? How do you how do you get get people's uh, choice to 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 uh, make that 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 step when they still don't know? I think that is the 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 question. How you not convince those who know already, but rather, you know, drag the people who are not yet asking the question into into making the decision. I think that is where the challenge lies right now. So that was a massive bombshell. So are you yourself on, I mean, have we caught you halfway down the rabbit hole here? This is like, you, you've got a, a high why and like a medium how sort of thing, or you're, you're just watching that you're... You know what's the what's the kind of thinking behind that? That that's fascinating. This is the most fascinating part of the interview so far. <laughs> 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 what, what what you know? What is stopping you? And when when do you think you you will start exchanging uh, fiat money into into Bitcoin? Well, I mean, look. So, again, I'm 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 a very curious individual. So, 
you know, I I I study a lot of different things. Bitcoin being one of them. Obviously, I'm I'm fascinating in in crypto in general. So there there are, you know, without disclosing too much, of course, other alternatives as well besides you know that one. So yeah, that's just a personal choice I have. <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't expecting that. So do you um. Man, that that that's just floored me completely. Uh, yeah, how how does that work? <laughs> yeah, how how does that work? Because you've you, you've clearly you've clearly looked very very closely at it. Yeah, care about it a great deal. Seen the potential of it. I'm trying to I'm trying to map your persona now to see how I'm trying to figure out everything you've taught me I'm trying to figure out what persona is Martin carrying right now and how can I help him cross the, <laughs> the chasm <laughs> yeah cross the, well cross the chasm and cross the persona um, um because like you said you tra- you travel personas so there's 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 clearly some kind of persona block Right yeah, look, now, I mean, it, it's a personal choice in the sense of like, this might sound a bit uh, surprising. You know, there are things that I, I, I think the technology is, is, is fascinating. It potentially is definitely amazing as well. But there are definitely things that are, um, for instance, energy consumption. You need a humongous amount of energy to actually keep this network up and running something i personally don't support um i think that energy can be used elsewhere in in other kind of ways um i believe that the of course the, you can look at the 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 area of usage what it can become in the future of course there are lightning networks and so forth you know um, how how you can have layer 2 and so forth that you can make micro nano transactions on top of, of, of the layer one that is currently mostly used. But I do believe still that the, 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 the core of the, the technology is still, you know, the virgin version of this type of asset. And there are others out there that are equally fascinating, even I would say even more fascinating from a technology point of view and have, of course, the benefit of learning from what Bitcoin has done so far and, 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 and taking that to the level three, four and so forth. So I think from a technical point of view, there are, there are really fascinating alternatives as well. Uh, and I know this is a pure Bitcoin uh, you know, <laughs> show, so I won't be you know, going and, and, and promoting other stuff, but uh, that, that is a little bit where my brain is. And, and I think that that is also fascinating in, 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 in its own way. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting that you bring up that 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 energy thing, and it's the the energy thing that actually underpins the whole proof of work around the yeah. uh, the Bitcoin. Uh, and you're nodding, so you've clearly looked. I know you've looked at this. You know, just oh, speaking yeah. to you for the last hour, so you you, you clearly looked of at course. this. Of course, and you you've clearly looked at the fact that you know the the you know mining rigs are being put out in um, oil fields to to. You know, instead of flaring off waste gas, they're capturing the waste gas and they're turning that into uh, electricity that can be mined for Bitcoin. 
and um, can drive down the cost of uh, of these of these companies and can obviously drive clean tech as well. Um, so yeah, that's 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 yeah, that's an interesting one. And yeah, and a surprising turn on the uh, on the interview for for sure. Um, so, all right. So we, you know, but between us <laughs> <laughs> and the listeners, um, you know, if that is that that's obviously that there might be other sticking points. We won't get into it, um, but uh, I'm sure there'll be people that will reach out to you with, you know, detailed. Um, kind of arguments for the the proof of work system and and the use of energy and and how that's going to uh, how that upholds the network and underpins the network and uh, is um, doing all the things that we just discussed. Sure, sure. I'm I'm more than happy and open to to uh, you know. And again, I, I again I, I it's not look. I I don't think Bitcoin is 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 a is a faulty uh, yeah asset. Uh, I think that it's fascinating rather it's it's amazing it has been around for for over 10 years and still you know running strong and every day it it runs it gets stronger and even more you know uh, proven it's 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 um uh, yeah rigidity of whatever you can call it right I think that's that's kudos to to everyone who's working on the on the platform and and the the, the effort they're putting in into it I definitely believe it has a future. There's no doubt about it. But the question is again: Look, being being a, a, a person who is truly uh, looking into into all kind of options that are out there. I mean, I am I am very curious if there is something that is even better than 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 Bitcoin. That that is that is my fascination. I'm always you know trying to 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 see what what else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know where you're coming from and I, I really do. And, you know, the, the many people would love to pick up on, on the debate uh, fr- from here. I'm sure uh, my, my core belief is, you know, this was a, this is a one shot deal and, you know, what, whatever else has, has come behind it. Um, any of the, the other projects, if, you want to use air quotes or, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be derogatory right now. We'll call them projects. Um, th- th- there's one thing I like to say uh, about Bitcoin. Um, you know, Bitcoin has educators, I-, I think second to none educators in the space. When you look at particularly at people like Safer Dean and uh, Robert Breedlove uh, and Parker Lewis, that, that go yeah. out of their way to write these amazing long form educational pieces and Nick Sabo, uh, um, that, that you, yeah. that you mentioned earlier, anything else has influences. And that is the core difference for me between Bitcoin and anything else, because for anything else to even get close to what Bitcoin already is and will become, they've got to influence in a big way. And this is why we see the big marketing campaigns or the big hoo-hahs around some of these these different coins that come out. It's 
And, it, you know, credit to Jimmy Song. It was him that pointed this out, I think, on a, a an interview with Peter McCormack. Everything else is just marketing. It's just taking the core Bitcoin software and taking that and then cherry picking something, whether it be privacy or, or speed, and influencing everybody around that one thing. You've got to influence someone to believe that Bitcoin was great, but it wasn't good at privacy. So I'm going to influence you into thinking about privacy, or I'm going to influence you into thinking about speed. Whereas Bitcoin just chugs along, doing its boring 10 minutes a block at one megabit, not two, (laughs) (laughs) and just does its thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I. There is, there is. I, I read read a, a really interesting article, uh, like about four or five years ago. Uh, no, sorry, uh, three years ago, I think it was about like fast forward. I don't know, ten years and so forth. And there was a, a theory behind that there will be, um, you know, maybe three three different currencies only. So you know the the sort of evolution just makes it into being three and then one is one deflationary uh, asset obviously we know which one that would be most likely and then there is one that is um, an asset that is going to be used for day-to-day transactions Um, you know and the transactions we we are facing or going to be facing is probably not per se the transactions we think about today but rather you know the machine economy is going to to take over where where the transactions are going to happen without us even thinking about it right so every single little entity will have a wallet that might be owned by us or hired by us and they will have an economy that is running and that needs to obviously work as well and maybe you know bitcoin as a as a platform uh, why not be the most suitable for that one so therefore there is a space for such a solution and then there was another really interesting one, and that is was sort of in thought about um, your your charisma or karma coin, right? That is not a financial asset, but rather more about like who are you as an individual in the scheme of things socially, and what kind of impact you have on on your surrounding. That based on 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 your behavior, you you have plus or minus points and so forth. That could also be some kind of currency as well. So think about your uh, I don't know if you have an eBay account, for instance, you have a rating, right? Um, also, a brand. Talking about brands and being customer centric, have a rating that you earn based on your behavior, and that can also most likely have some kind of of asset or currency or uh, you know crypto entity that is handling that as well. And those three cannot be one, most likely. Because they have totally different purposes, and 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 they they do collaborate and live together in some kind of sense, and people will probably use all three or or knowing about them, you know. Uh, but that, I think that is really fascinating, and that that also drives me about like what the future is and what it looks like and how the the financial or or sort of social system can look like uh, in in this context. I don't know if that answers your question though about why I don't possess any right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's... 
I don't know. It's just such a such a strange one. I, I still can't I still can't figure it out. And I know you will, uh, because you're you, 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 just buy a hundred euros. <laughs> Can we agree <laughs> on that? <laughs> That's not yeah. gonna break you. <laughs> no, no, of course not. No. But um but what what what's fascinating about this is perhaps you are in the best position to advise people on how to help others adopt Bitcoin because you have zero bias on it. It's just pure data that you're going to be looking at and you're coming at it, you know, like crossing personas, like you were saying. And how does it cross the chasm? You have all the answers to this from your background in in the business world but you don't have the emotional baggage of being long and that's pr- that's what's interesting me the most yeah i mean yeah i mean it's it's um I, I believe that there there uh, there are there are still you know alternatives that might be even better right now. Simply, <laughs> but the hundred euros. Anyway, let's let's not talk about my positions or not. That is not the the, the reason why I'm here. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm more fascinated. I'm more fascinated by like you know whatever the choice you make. Uh, and I think with with the uh, with the experience uh, of, of of moving people or, or changing their behaviors, I think you know if people out there first and foremost stop fighting each other and saying this is uh, right or wrong, uh, and I know best. Rather think about it as as a Okay, how can we fix a broken system? Because we are definitely in such a system that is currently uh, struggling a lot. Um, how can we, as as uh, all together, because it 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 is a community thing, no doubt. And the more of those people who buy into a community of this type, the better we hopefully will be off all of us. So I think we 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 truly need to start collaborating and 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 understanding how how all the different individuals in their environment, in their context, being, you know, facing different challenges and struggles can be helped to, to make, you know, according to themselves, the right decision. Whatever your decision is, is your decision in your context, but other people might have others. But at least moving towards questioning the, 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 the sort of this, not doing anything, probably is the worst decision right now yeah whatever you know status quo like just not not pretending it's going to be okay doing the ostrich maneuver i think that's that's (laughs) that's not a good decision the ostrich maneuver and staying in that uh that 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 low yielding isa as we call them in the uk or uh you know Whatever's linked to a legacy financial system, yeah, is definitely um, that needs questioning. Yeah, 
that's that's the first thing that needs that needs questioning right there. Like, no, but look, know, I, I, one, I, what is money? Obviously, you know, big yeah. meme. What is money? Question that. And but look, then... I, I, I think you know, uh, in general, where my background is, like that's why why we created our company. It's called uh, you know they do, and and we say like you know people do what they do. They don't do what they say, right? So that's why we call it they do. And we were really fascinated about that. And I think what 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 companies should start doing more of is also start doing what they say and truly help people in in their circumstances and and and, and really understand the, the sort of ecosystem we we are in because we are all on you know hovering in this in in nothingness on this little planet of ours and we we all depend on each other and i think it's very much much very very important that like if we if we start acting as as a community together that understand that we have a finite. I think that is so beautiful about the the scarcity of of say Bitcoin or any other kind of finite asset uh, or uh, you know other crypto asset that it's finite. It's not endless, which I think the current financial system is sort of has proven to show that it is supposedly to be endless. Right? You just create new stuff out of nothing which is obviously not the way this planet can work because you can't do that until it breaks. But if you only have a finite amount of stuff, then you have to learn to start sharing it accordingly because that is the stuff you have and you don't have more, right? And all if all know how many of that stuff we have, we start to live together hopefully in a much more respectful way as, as, a, as an entity, one, right? On this little planet of ours. I think that is something we, as corporations, therefore need to be customer centric and start respecting each other for who we are and what we need. Uh, we 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 should we should start you know be more more observant about those kind of things. And I think that is what what uh, at least I try to achieve as much as possible when when helping others. That's awesome. Now, you know the last question I always ask. <laughs> so. <laughs> You, uh, because you, long-term listener of the show, um, I really appreciate you reaching out, by the way, uh, and throwing that that boomerang at me. It's uh, it, it's really amazing. It's it's fun, and um, I hope the listeners, you know, that they're, they're gonna obviously. I don't want anybody coming at you with any heat. Uh, I hope there is. Uh, nothing but pure respect for for the time you've given and the insights you've given from your professional and personal background uh i would love for you to become a bitcoiner you know that um so i don't know like the the question as you know is if you had one orange pill left to give who would you give it to and why yeah. i, I want to give it to you <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one well is is time travel allowed? Anything's allowed. Any okay. on this on this show right now, yeah, anything's allowed. So I've been really thinking about this one, and I I would like to. I would be fascinated to see what would have happened if we could have given the orange pill to Satoshi Nakamoto when he created Bitcoin. Of <laughs> what we know today. 
would would have he done something different or you know acted differently would it look differently would we be in a different spot even better spot today than we are right now yeah that's deep you can't see the unseen right exactly. and there's no way he could have foreseen everything that's happened and no. the different ways people the different ways humanity has already been touched and we're only 11 years into this and for most people that seems like a long time but for for bitcoiners it's like a blink of an eye um because we're so connected to like monetary history it's a blink of an eye and what does the next 11 years look like exactly yeah i mean there is there is a fascinating you know i mean we we discussed that before about like you know what would happen happen if he resurfaced and so forth but i mean you you think about it like let's play with the thought there is only one individual who is and that person still alive uh is person nakamoto i mean what a what a legacy amazing legacy uh we, we don't know still where that legacy will 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 end up being but i mean um yeah i think you know is it um who said it that this is one of the best on the most revolutionary invention of human humanity i think that was one one of the the quotes you had from one of your your several guests maybe even i mean to be the inventor of such a thing is, is, is amazing, but it would be interesting to see what would have happened if he could time travel and see, you know, ahead of time. So, of course, we don't have a clue where we are in 10 years from now um, still, but, you know, with what we know today, if he would do something different, uh, if he knew back then what we do know today, that would be fascinating. Yeah, it truly would. Well, Martin, this this conversation has been fascinating uh, on, on so many different levels. I really appreciate you uh, you coming on and uh, and discussing this and reaching out uh, and um, going through all of these uh, little rabbit holes. Where can people come and find you and uh, you know interact with you on Twitter or you know. Feel free, of course, to to show your company if anybody would like to to reach out to you in, in a professional manner. Yeah, sure. I mean, we we are delighted to help anyone with with you know wanted to become more customer centric. Uh, we we have a business called Daydo, uh, and the URL to Daydo is daydo.io, uh, and um, we we you know provide software for for customer centricity that that uh, you can try out for free even so uh, and of course in the notes here you can see how it works with the customer journeys and so forth and on twitter uh, it's my surname at palamars p-a-l-a-m-a-r-z and um, yeah feel free to reach out there as well and continue the conversation Brilliant. Thank you, Martin. Really appreciate you coming on. This has been a great episode. Love it. And uh, hope to uh, hope to speak to you again soon, man. I would love to see what happens in a few years. Thank you so much, Daniel.
And don't forget to go buy that 100 euros. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the advice. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you for listening. And thank you again, Martin, for reaching out and coming on to the show and having this discussion and helping us understand more about like the, the journey that, uh, that somebody might be going through when they're first looking at Bitcoin. We, we all... We're always asking, you know, how do we get people into the rabbit hole quicker as Bitcoiners? Um, and it's not you know, from a selfish standpoint. It's from the standpoint of generally because you're speaking with friends or family and you want the, the friends or family to, to understand what you understand and to help them store their, their hard-earned money and protect themselves against inflation and everything else that's going on. And, you know... It, ultimately bring them more hope for the future and look after their own friends and families uh, and when you look at um, like the journey map I think it's really good just to get something laid out like that um, I'll, I'll include both in the show notes both links to, so people can go and, uh, and have a look because uh, I think it's a big help um, obviously the yeah the 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 question overhanging I, I'm sure on many people's minds are you know what what's the the other project that Martin was talking about we'll leave that one uh, for him to discuss if anybody's happy to reach out to to Martin uh, you can find him obviously on Twitter and um, yeah don't go crazy <laughs> it's uh, it's really um, I had a real good uh, conversation with him uh, and we've stayed in touch and it's um, like I said at the beginning you know it's brave for someone to come on and do this and, and share their their professional knowledge and try and help a community and uh, put themselves out there so I really appreciate that and uh, look forward to our our next discussion so with that I uh, really appreciate everybody listening to the show and reaching out on the DMs there's more and more of these pleb episodes coming i know you guys are getting a great deal from it it's very tangible for most people very relatable uh so as long as the dms keep coming then you know more than happy to have people on the show uh 2021 as well i will be obviously reaching out to some of the uh favorites in the space that you want to hear from uh some people that have already been on um and anybody new that, that comes onto the scene. I'm also putting content up on YouTube. Not a great deal every now and then. Uh, just experimenting with that to see if there's a, a need or... Uh, uh, well, there is a need because people have been asking me to do it. That's why I've done it. So please go and check out the, the Once Bitten Podcast YouTube channel if, uh, if that's where you prefer to, to get your content. Uh, the, the website's up, once-bitten.com. There's more and more going on that slowly. There's a sponsors page where you can go check out the companies that have sponsored the show, such as CoinFloor in the UK or Swan in the US. And then there's shout-outs to uh, Play Shamari, Scott, because I love the, the, the project, the little card game, the Bitcoin STEM certified card game he's put together. Uh, you'll find discount code for that. Or you might find a free code in the show notes or on the Twitter thread. And then uh, there's some codes as well for Relay. And uh, I'll put one up for Stack and Sat. They're a French company 
so if you're in France and uh, listening to the show, you can start stacking sets with those guys as well. Uh, 2021's going to be a ripper. Let's go. Love it. The bull is in. Thanks to everyone that is rating, reviewing, sharing, commenting, retweeting, whatever it is you do. It's all appreciated. Couldn't do it without you. Thanks for your trust. Take care, and I'll see you on the next show.